Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Hey again, welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. My name is Carly, the co-host of this podcast, and I am pumped that you are joining us this month. Um, Perry, is there anything that you want to say before we dive into this month's topic? Yes, I do. I want to talk to you about the leadership intensive roundtables we have coming up here at the Growth Company. If you are a business leader, Monday, March 20th is going to be a full day roundtable where we're going to talk about the seven mistakes that businesses make and how to fix them. I promise you it's worth the investment of $499 to be there. If you want to register, you can go to www.iwantmybusinesstogrow.com and click on events. It has all the information as well as how to register. And then if you're a church leader, on March 21st and for half the day on March 22nd, we're going to be doing a church leaders roundtable, and it is hands down the thing I'm most excited about in regards to anything I've done in church leadership over the past 25 years. It's going to be awesome, and I want you to be there. Information is www.iwantmychurchtogrow.com. And once again, click on events. And uh, spaces for both of these things are limited to 50 people, and they're filling up quickly. Also, you need to know that on February 24th, both events, each event is $499 per person. On February 24th, the early bird registration ends, and it goes to $799. So if you want to show up to one of these two events, I would get signed up as soon as possible because it's going to be awesome. Yes. Thanks, Perry. Those are going to be awesome events, um, and I can't wait to meet some of our podcast listeners. Yeah, me too. You know, one of the biggest barriers when it comes to leadership are the lies that leaders can sometimes believe. And I'm not talking about the lies that other people may tell us, although that's a big deal because other people do tell us things that are not true. I'm talking about the lies that we tell ourselves as leaders. In today's episode, we're going to cover five lies that we often tell ourselves as leaders and how to overcome it. One thing to understand before we really dig into this is that this is primarily a spiritual battle. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 44, that Satan is the father of lies. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 tells us that we must take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And the more we buy into the lies of the enemy, whether it's in business leadership or in church leadership, the more limited we are in our leadership. So what is the first lie we believe as leaders? The first lie is, I can't, or I cannot, I can't. So is that a lie? I mean, so you say, I can't dunk a basketball, and if I sit around and tell myself I could, it still doesn't make it true. Okay, first of all, Carly, I do say you can't dunk a basketball because you can't. Um, How tall are you, Carly? How tall are you? I think I'm five... Two, at least. <laughs> but, I, can, I can dunk a basketball. No, there's no way. Um, but, okay, but that's a great point. If you sit around and say, I can't dunk a basketball, and you tell yourself you can dunk a basketball, does that mean it's still true? Um, and I'm going to say, it's true, Carly. You can't dunk a basketball. But you know people who can. 
And if you would simply put the ball in their hands, they could do what you can't do, which means in leadership that you can accomplish more together than you can on your own. See, oftentimes as leaders, we're faced with enormous challenges, and that's, being, that's part of being a leader. That's just what it is. And we're the ones that get to see the challenges first. And oftentimes the easiest thing to do is look at a problem and say, I can't do anything about that, and it's a lie that limits leaders. So can you give us some examples of that? Sure. I'll, I'll refer back to the basketball illustration. If you're holding the ball but you can't dunk, then it's your job to put the ball in the hands of someone who can. Without you, they don't get the ball. Without them, you can't score points. It makes total sense when we consider what the Bible says in Proverbs 15:22. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. So Carly, I would say that in your situation, that there's no way in Hades that you could dunk a basketball. And I refuse to even have this. I don't even know why we're having this discussion. But, 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 Carly, if you had LeBron James on your team and you would pass the ball to him, he could dunk. He could do what you could not do, but you've got to have the um you you've got to have the ability, you gotta have the courage to pass the ball. You you gotta be secure enough to hand the ball to somebody who can do with the ball what you cannot do. Another example is, let's say when a job requires a person to learn a bit about technology, not like how to build a website, but maybe learn how to do automated responses when you're going to be out of the office on your email. And they say something like, I can't do that. Um, and then it comes to the excuse, well, I'm not good at technology. But newsflash, technology is huge in the world we live in. And it might be true that you can't do something, but there is probably someone who can show you how to do it. So you can't, but we can. Yeah. Man, that sounds like a great presidential slogan. I may run in four years. I mean, if Donald Trump can win, let's face it, anybody can win. Well, that's awesome. Any other examples of that? Yeah, oftentimes I can't actually means I won't. For example, let's say a leader has a difficult decision to make as far as programming or personnel. A tough decision has to be made, tough conversation has to be had with an employee, but they even need, maybe they even need to be released. But the leader says, I, I just can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And actually, you can because you're the leader, but oftentimes you won't because you simply don't want to be the bad guy. In reality, most of the time, the leader knows the difficult decision that needs to be made. They're smart. They're the leader, for goodness sake. They just lack the courage to pull the trigger. Okay, so that was a lot, um, but so if I can't... So you're saying I talk too much. I'm not saying that, P. I'm not. Okay, keep going. I'm just saying I'm Sorry I interrupted you. This is, after all, the Carly Can Dunk <laughs> Leadership Podcast. Amen, amen. Um, no so if I can't is the first lie that leaders believe, what is the second lie? The second lie is they won't. So who is they? Great question. They are the people you are leading. Oftentimes, as leaders, we have ideas. Some are good, some are bad. Um, but I know from personal experiences that many times we won't articulate those ideas because we're afraid that the people we're leading, they, they just won't go for it. So would you say it's pride that holds leaders back? Yes, pride. But the bigger thing is fear. We are scared that if we cast vision, others may scoff or 
if we don't have all the answers, we can't say anything. So we let fear control us, which is a big deal because the Bible says in Proverbs 29, 25, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. For example, I can remember in the early days of New Spring, we had to go to two services for the first time. And I knew we needed to do it, but I was scared about how people would react. And I was also kind of hearing people going, well, if you got two services, you got two churches. Okay, we were in the South. That's how we talk. Um, and so I was, I was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to feel like it's two churches and everybody ain't going to know anybody. However, ha- had I not made the decision um, and constantly told myself that people would follow our, the, the leadership I would have capped our growth. And I think this is a big deal. Let me tell you why. And keep in mind, this is just a theory. What I'm about to share is just a theory. It's not based on fact, but it's a deep conviction that I have. I believe that the cure for cancer has already been thought about, but possibly by multiple people. It's not that we do not have smart people in the world. It's that we have people who are insecure and care more about preserving their status than actually leading. So we can't say no for people. We must be willing to cast vision and allow them to respond and ask questions and then take next steps from there. Okay, so you are obviously passionate about that area. Absolutely. Um, So the third lie we're going to talk about today is we will never be able to. So unpack that one for me. So Okay, so like we will never be able to dunk a basketball, but we could hand it to LeBron and he could. That's a great example. Um, Actually, the main issue with this lie is it causes a church organ or an organization to get stuck, and it actually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. What do you mean by that? Great question. So, so if you tell yourself that you'll never be able to do a certain thing, then eventually you talk yourself out of trying or even telling others about it, which severely limits your leadership. For example, um, 2002... I had big plans for Easter services at New Spring. The most people we had ever had is like 500 people. And so I told our church, I literally got up in front of our church for a couple of weeks and said, we're going to have 1,000 people for Easter. And everybody clapped and cheered because that was like a huge goal and there's no way we could do that. We sent out mail mailers. This is back, we didn't do anything on like Facebook ads because we had dial-up internet. And y'all are millennials, so y'all don't know what dial-up internet is. Um, but we sent out mailers. We challenged the church to invite their friends. We got ready for the masses, and we had 573 people show up. Now, we broke a record, and 573 is awesome unless you're expecting a 1,000. Then it sucktastic. So um, I had a pity party for about a day, but then I decided, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to let one failure define my leadership. So I knew we'd have a 1,000 one day. So from that point on, we as a staff began to think about what would it look like to reach a 1,000 people every week and made plans and we were thinking within the next two to three years, we could possibly reach a 1,000. But it happened five months later. And if I, as a leader, had cast a huge vision and it didn't happen, then I put on sackcloth and ashes and mourned for days because we didn't do what I'd said, then that type of um, attitude would have spread through the entire organization. I don't necessarily think I was a brilliant leader. I think it was God's grace that allowed me to say, we're not giving up on that vision, and we were able to eventually hit it. That's awesome. So what's the main lesson you think you took away from that experience? I think the main lesson is that leaders, specifically church leaders, and this is a soapbox that I stand on a lot, need to stop apologizing for big vision. 
We need to stop apologizing for big vision. We let the world out-dream us. I think it's an insult to God that Disney and Apple can dream bigger than the church. They have a freaking mouse, and we have the Holy Spirit of the living God. I think it trumps the mouse every single time. As I heard somebody say one time, dream no small dreams, for they have no power to move the hearts of men. Amen, amen, and amen. Yes, so good. So... Lie number one was, I can't. Lie number two was, they won't. And lie number three is, we will never. So what is lie number four? Lie number four is, we're screwed. So you're going to need to unpack that a little bit. Okay. One of the biggest realities in leadership is that we make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. If a leader is not making mistakes, they are simply not trying. Failure is part of the journey. I realized that for the first time when I read John Maxwell's book, Failing Forward. If you have not read that book, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. However, the problem occurs when we allow failure to define us. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Failure is a circumstance, not a person. Failure is a circumstance, not a person. You are not a failure because you failed. However, when we fail, it's so easy to never want to try again because, just to be honest, failure really does suck. Yeah, so how should a leader handle failure? Excuse me. Yeah, no, no, no problem. You failed on saying the word failure. Thank you. The way, <laughs> but, but that means you should keep trying, Carly. The way a leader handles failure is they evaluate, evaluate, evaluate. I used to hear the phrase, experience is the best teacher all the time, and it didn't quite resonate with me until I recently heard somebody say this, experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experience is the best teacher. So when we fail, evaluate the failure, learn from the mistakes, and don't repeat them. But do not think that one failure is going to define your leadership. Yeah, so do you have an example of this? In fact, I do, and it's a college football example. I'm a Clemson Tiger fan, and so the last time we won the national championship was 1982. Carly, you weren't even born, were you? I was not. Yep, it would be 78 more years before Carly would be born. (laughs) Um, So it's been quite a while, so I am living this, and if you're an Alabama fan, roll tears. That's all I can say. Um, But this year's national championship game was an unbelievable game. Fourth quarter was as exciting as any quarter in football I've ever seen. And toward the end, like two and a half minutes, when Alabama scored to take the lead, um, Clemson could have folded. The defense could have crumbled and cried. The offense could have blamed the defense. The coaches could have lost heart and quit. But you know what? The team didn't give up because there was still time left on the clock. And instead of saying, oh my gosh, we're screwed. They looked and they had two and a half minutes and they said, you know what? We still have an opportunity. And they went to their playbook and they put the ball in the hands of their playmakers and drove down the field and won the game. They did not allow their failure to let Alabama score beat them because they saw the opportunity in front of them. Go Tigers. So we have covered a lot. So what is the fifth and final lie that we're going to talk about today? The fifth and final lie is later. Is that really a lie? Yep. It is the thing that leaders say most often when we don't know, when we know we aren't going to do something, but we don't want to actually say no. 
It's the thing that kind of helps us feel better temporarily, such as I'll deal with that difficult person later. I'll handle that complicated situation later. I'll start going to the gym later. Later is the lie that limits our potential because as, as long as we're saying later, we don't have to take action now. The other thing later does is limits our ability to lead because as leaders, if we are telling the people we are leading we will do something later, but we never get around to it, then at some point it becomes an issue of integrity. And so once we say it enough, our people will believe the lot that later is a lie and that we actually do not intend to do anything about the issue. Yeah, so is there a specific time you let later limit your leadership? Yep, and it's really personal. Um, and it's, it's, it, it limited my leadership in a big-time way. Um, I've always said that the toughest leadership assignment that a leader has is the person that they see in the mirror. The person, I mean, the, my toughest leadership assignment is myself. And with that in mind, several months ago, um, I knew that I was drinking too much. But instead of telling myself I had a problem and asking for help, I consistently told myself that while I did have a problem, I would deal with it later. So I wasn't in denial. I knew I had an issue. I knew I had a problem. I just decided to procrastinate. And that turned out to be one of the worst leadership decisions of my life because it impacted way more people than just me. So what would you say to the leader that keeps telling themselves later? I would ask them why. Like, why are you telling yourself later? Because most often, from my own experience, I would say later to avoid pain. I just didn't want pain, so I would just say later. But just like when you're working out, pain isn't always bad. Uh, in fact, oft, pain often when, means when we're working out that we're doing something right, and avoidance of pain should never be the goal of a leader. Yeah, so again, we've covered a lot in this episode. Um, and to go over the lies again, they are, um, one, I can't, two, they won't, three, we will never, four, we're screwed, and five, later. So Perry, any other thoughts as we close? Yeah, just two. First of all, if you're thinking about coming to the church leaders or business um, leaders roundtable, re I really would encourage you to get registered as soon as possible as both of those events are going to fill up. But second of all, Remember that these are lies we tell ourselves as leaders. And one of the best things a leader can do if they really want to maximize this episode is sit down and see the top two or three lies that they are believing and then find the truth in God's word that combats those lies. A mentor once told me this, and this is so true. The greatest form of deception is self-deception. Let me say that again. The greatest form of deception is self-deception. And for most of us, if we spoke to our friends the way we speak to ourselves, we would have no friends. This is especially a true of leaders because we're so tough on ourselves. But we must learn how to distinguish the lies of the enemy with the truth of God's Word. And doing so takes time and discipline, but doing so is so worth it. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So thanks, Perry. Uh, For those who are interested, our show notes for this episode will be posted on the Growth Company's Facebook page, um, and that's found at www.facebook.com slash I want to grow. Check it out and feel free to like us or add a comment. Um, So that's it for this edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. This is Carly saying thank you for joining us. Um, We hope you learned a lot, that we will see you at the roundtable event, and that you'll tune in with us next month. Our show notes will be posted on the Facebook page. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.